Hello and welcome to the We Are Guernsey podcast, where we bring you the latest developments from Guernsey's financial services industry. If you haven't listened to some of our previous podcasts already, you can do so on your preferred podcast platform or via the on-demand page at weareguernsey.com. My name is Brandon Ashplant and I am Strategy and Technical Executive here at We Are Guernsey, the brand under which Guernsey Finance as an agency promotes the island of Guernsey's specialist financial services in its respective chosen markets. For those not familiar with Guernsey, the island is a leading global finance centre of substance, stability and security committed to the cause of sustainable finance. As a member of several United Nations environment initiatives and having been proactive in developing world-leading sustainable finance products and services. To find out more about Guernsey's success in sustainable finance, tune in to our sister podcast, the Guernsey Green Finance Podcast. Today, we're focusing on the Middle East, exploring why families and investors in the region are looking to Guernsey as the jurisdiction of choice for managing their wealth and, more notably, developing strategies enabling them to conduct philanthropy. We will also be looking at some trends that uh, service providers in Guernsey have seen in the region. To discuss this, I am delighted to be joined today by Rajar Abuzrawil from Walkers. Okay, Rajar, firstly, uh, welcome. And uh, to introduce you to our listeners, although you have joined us on the podcast uh, previously, just tell us a bit about your career to date um, and how you ended up working in Guernsey as a, as a private capital and trusts partner at uh, a local law firm. Hi, Brandon. Uh, yes, thanks for having me. Always very happy to have a chat with Guernsey Finance. Um, so a little bit about me to date. Um, I suppose from the very beginning, my career has always been focused on private clients and trusts. Um, I started in London, where I trained, uh, qualified and practiced as a solicitor. Then after about five years um, in London, I moved to Bermuda and was called to the Bermuda Bar and practiced as a barrister and attorney and was based there for roughly six years. Um, I then worked in the Cayman Islands as an in-house counsel for a multi-jurisdictional trust company. So that led me finally to come to Guernsey just over six years ago. And I've been group partner at Walker's Guernsey office, which is one of our 10 global offices in our private capital and trust group for coming up to three years, specializing in structuring and asset protection for international families and family offices. Um, So getting straight into it, Guernsey's private wealth service providers kind of across all verticals have reported a growth in interest from Middle Eastern based families and investors who are looking to have their wealth domiciled and managed in the island. Firstly, why do you think Middle Eastern high net worths are looking to Guernsey? Um, There's quite a few reasons that Middle Eastern clients look to Guernsey for their asset protection and structuring solutions. Um, Guernsey has a long financial services history. It's been consciously developed to ensure we've got skilled practitioners from lawyers, fiduciaries, accountants, um, investment managers and the like who can offer clients a full range of high quality service. Um, Guernsey's financial services industry is well well regulated and meets high international standards um, and often leads the way. Being a UK crown dependency, we have close links with the UK uh, and London geographically, we share the same time zone, uh, and also with our onshore contacts and networks, um, but we we are self-governing. Guernsey's independent legal tradition dates back hundreds of years, um, has a professionally operated court system, 
resulting in a financial service industry that has access to and respect for, more importantly, uh, the rule of law. Um, Guernsey's legal firewall provisions also provide clients with the additional comfort that their wishes will not be overridden by non-Guernsey domestic laws um, following their demise or, or just generally. Um, and this experienced practitioners uh, sort of system operate in a politically secure and stable environment that is complemented by a robust and independent legal framework. And finally, um, but very importantly, security and discretion are of the utmost importance to Middle Eastern clients and their affairs. Um, Guernsey's established confidentiality laws and careful adoption of data protection legislation mean clients also have the comfort that their affairs will remain private. Uh, it, it is interesting how you note some of our key kind of traditional strengths uh, as an incentive to use Guernsey, um, one of which being the island's breadth and depth of experience and expertise, uh, having offered services to private clients for more than 50 years now. The scope of Guernsey's financial services ecosystem is also often credited in this area uh, for enabling philanthropic activity to flourish, um, something we've spoken about on the podcast previously. Uh, what is Guernsey's philanthropic offering in a nutshell, uh, and why is Guernsey's ecosystem a re reason behind this well-developed uh, philanthropic offering? Uh, I think all the reasons why clients are attracted to Guernsey or their personal asset protection um, and their structuring are also the reasons why uh, philanthropy in Guernsey is equally as attractive. Um, there are many different vehicles available in Guernsey uh, for philanthropy. So some of those are charitable trusts, um, where it can either have charitable beneficiaries or be used for charitable purposes. Um, purpose trusts, which are trusts without defined beneficiaries, uh, but are designed to fulfill a purpose, here's the name. Um, the purpose can have both charitable and non-charitable purposes, which allow for a flexibility that is greater uh, than a purely uh, charitable trust. Um, because it allows for a wider variety of impact, because um, some causes may not be recognized as charitable by law, um, but they are important or worthy. Uh, then we have charitable associations, where a membership uh, elect members to run an association and uphold the constitution and, and, and its uh, plans, and companies limited by guarantee. So this is a company which is uh, registered with the Guernsey Registrar and is subject to all the company regulations, but does generally limit the directors and members from personal liability in relation to company debts, uh, which can be important. Um, and then there's my favourite, Guernsey Foundations. Um, whilst there is nothing new or flashy about the products and the structures and the services we offer, the fact that we are tax-neutral jurisdiction, which can collect and deploy benefits to charities and charitable purposes across the globe is very attractive. Um, there is an absence of negatives in Guernsey, uh, as unlike some jurisdictions, we do not have capital or currency controls that can restrict the ability for some institutions um, to provide funding or, or uh, benefit outside of their own jurisdiction. Uh well, that's interesting uh, how you note the the Guernsey Foundation is one of your your favourites um, because it is it is like you say one of the more proven popular um, routes uh, to philanthropy uh, not only amongst the Middle East and private client market but also in other markets as well. Um, I mean, some estimates on our side and some of the research that Guernsey Finance has done 
um, claims that roughly half of all uses of the foundation have been to conduct uh, philanthropic or charitable economic activities. What is your understanding of the foundation and why is the Guernsey Foundation so popular amongst Middle Eastern private clients more specifically? Oh, Guernsey Foundations are wonderful. Um, I could talk about them for hours, but I promise I won't. Uh, there is a timeline. Um, in brief, a Guernsey Foundation is an entity that has a separate legal personality. So it's a legal entity in its own rights, can enter into contracts directly in its own name, um, similar to how a company can. But it is also an orphan vehicle. That is to say, it has no shareholders or owners. Um, they are extremely flexible and they can be used for both charitable and non-charitable purposes. Um, it, it's not just one or the other, there can be a mix and can be drafted very specifically uh, for whatever purposes um, or beneficiaries it wants. And although a foundation is registered in Guernsey, um, there is limited information available to the public. So privacy can be retained if required. Um, the council of the foundation uh, is the body that runs it, and it makes all the substantive decisions, similar to directors of a company. But unlike directors um, of a company, as it's an orphan vehicle, they owe a duty to the foundation itself, not the shareholders. So everything that they do has to be in line with the purpose or, or what the foundation was set up for. Um, I think one of the reasons that the Middle Eastern clients, like uh, Guernsey Foundation, is that foundations are a specific legal entity uh, rather than being a traditional trust relationship um, that uh, Western um, clients may be more, more uh, used to. Um, it's a more tangible concept um, to many civil law jurisdictions. So Guernsey foundations also don't require a Guernsey licensed fiduciary to be on the council of the foundation. There are other regulatory requirements, but this can be very attractive depending on the purpose itself. Um, additionally, over the last few years in the region, both the Abu Dhabi Global Market and the Dubai International Financial Center introduced foundation laws to establish foundations, um, which can be used to own local property and assets across the GCC region. As a result, uh, the general education, the understanding and the acceptance of the concept of foundation has been permeating more quickly through this region um, than maybe in other locations and is therefore becoming a more swiftly understood and accepted for use to structure general international assets for succession planning and philanthropy. Just sticking on this conversation uh, with regards to philanthropy and kind of Guernsey's offering here, because this is an area in which the island has developed something of a specialism uh, in, in recent years. Could you tell us about the Middle East and private clients' preferences when it comes to philanthropy? Specifically, um, what causes are popular uh, with them? What kind of causes or purposes, in a sense, do they look to contribute towards? Do you see any common themes or issues coming, coming to the fore in that market? that philanthropy uh, in the form of charitable giving is something that's deep-rooted in the cultures of the Middle East. Um, it's, it's sort of part of, of, of the fabric. Um, but traditionally, publicising such philanthropy is less common. Um, individual families in the region have been very successful in their wealth creation, and many are at the beginning stages, um, formalising their own asset protection and succession planning journey. 
focusing on the next generation and future generations after that can act as a catalyst to make them consider formalizing their own philanthropic goals. Um, as a result, I suppose that there is a considerable number of programs set up in the region, um, as well as significant funding that's been provided to focus on development aid, corporate social responsibility, among some of the areas that, uh, that do benefit. However, formal Western-style structuring and collaboration for philanthropic purposes is still in its early stages, but the activity is growing. Uh, data in relation to this is limited, as it's sort of very personal, um, understandably. And as to what causes are benefited uh, are specific to each family. But education, um, science, technology remain popular and uh, art and the arts. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and what other products or vehicles are popular amongst Middle Eastern families and investors? Uh, what, what do they look to to channel their wealth into these, these kind of causes? Guernsey is, is, is very well, well placed as it's got a variety of structures um, that Middle Eastern families like and continue to use. Um, we have the traditional trusts uh, that we mentioned before, uh, private trust companies and foundations um, also remain popular for asset protection and succession planning. The Guernsey Private Investment Fund is gaining popularity uh, where direct investment is important to the family um, rather than in a fiduciary capacity. And the protected cell company is one that's being used by some families in the region uh, in conjunction with a Shariah Scholar and uh, Bespoke Local Agreements. And that, that can enable uh, Shariah compliant investing in non-Shariah assets. Um, it's something that previously may not have been popular in Guernsey due to the higher regulatory and compliance uh, standards that translated into costs uh, being higher than in other jurisdictions. Um, but gradually, as we all know, the uh, other offshore jurisdictions have had to join Guernsey um, in its gold standard in this regard. Uh, they, they've, they've come up to our, to our wonderful level. Um, and the costs, whilst maybe not identical, have certainly become comparable. So that's been quite beneficial. Um, now, when discussing these trends in greater detail, uh, something we often hear... Uh, certainly in, in, in more the Western world for certain, is this idea that the younger generation is less interested in kind of traditional forms of checkbook philanthropy, if you like, and instead are looking to make long-term investments that leverage patient capital to do good while also being financially successful. So they're almost looking for an economic as well as a social return on their socially responsible investment, if you like. Do you think the same thing can be said about the younger generation coming through um, that based in the Middle East? Yes. <laughs> um, I think generally the next generation sort of all over are looking to be involved at all levels of this philanthropic journey, not only uh, just the signing the funds over stage. Um, possibly in previous eras, uh, being able to sign a cheque or, or make a donation was almost akin to offsetting the negative connotations of how significant wealth may have been created. Um, but however, with, with time, with growth, access to huge levels of information uh, these days, the next generation are wanting to look at how funding is created, how to sustain that funding, 
and how to make a difference, not only now, but across the future generations. Uh, it's to ensure checks and balances are maintained, um, as the sums involved can be considerably more than a trading business. So professional management um, and insight is essential. This long view uh, is not new. Many charities were set up with the hope and expectation of continuing for multiple generations. Um, but a more modern social conscious uh, has developed to ensure that the philanthropic ideals run throughout all levels. Um, and that is gaining popula popularity, not only in the Middle East, but generally worldwide. So, yeah, you seem pretty certain that there's a kind of a common global trend that's uh, not kind of akin to a specific region or, or, or part of the globe specifically. In that sense, then, do you think this could change in the next five to 10 years? Yes, uh, I think that trends and focus on certain issues um, and certain causes will inevitably change. Um, and they should as time changes because different, uh, different issues come to the forefront. But I think that the social conscious aspect um, and that trend of wanting to be concerned and involved at all levels of a philanthropic venture from wealth creation, management and its disposal uh, will continue for generations to come. OK, well, thank you very much for today. Just a final question. Um, as you know, sort of being based on the island, um, Guernsey has become a leading uh, a leader in green and sustainable finance in recent years. How important is the climate crisis amongst Middle Eastern families and investors as an issue? Yeah, I think that the climate, um, sustainability and green finance are all extremely important issues to many families, um, especially in the Middle East, given how far their countries have developed technologically in the last few decades and how they're prioritising uh, sustaining their environment. Um, the region has considerable focus on future generations, um, succession planning and the problems that this generation know the next generation may encounter, <laughs> but also investing in the ability to understand and solve problems that we don't even know exist yet. Uh, the unknown unknowns, um, as that, that definitely is an area that needs to be uh, thought of. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Rajal, for your time today. Um, I particularly enjoyed hearing your thoughts about where you see um, the causes or issues being taken uh, further or further advanced and progressed by Middle Eastern families, and also where you see um, alignment across the globe um, between, for example, the Western market and the Middle Eastern market as the future generations come to the fore. And thank you also to you for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this discussion, we have a backlog of interviews and panel discussions on the We Are Guernsey podcast channel. You can check them out by searching for We Are Guernsey on your preferred podcast platform. To find out more about Guernsey and its specialist financial services sector, head over to our website, weareguernsey.com. We also have links to Rajar and Walker's social media in our show notes, so check these out to hear more from them. Until then, it's goodbye from Guernsey.